Generally Speaking, About the Church, podcast episode number 89. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the About the Church podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And my name is DG Holmes. We're here once again to just generally speak about the church, about faith. And today we're going to talk about the question, what does it mean to have a relationship with God? (laughs) All that right now. What's up, DG? Not much, man. How are you? Welcome back to the studios. Thank you. Glad to be here and uh, got through celebrating my 11th year wedding anniversary last weekend. Well, congratulations, sir. Yeah, thank you. I understand you had yourself a nice juicy steak. I did at the Precinct in Cincinnati, which is one of Jeff Ruby's premier, very first, actually, restaurant. Very uh, awesome. In an old police station, so... Nice. And then we ate a Cheesecake Factory because her her family, side of the family, gave us a Cheesecake Factory uh, coupon. So you went to the precinct and then to the cheesecake no, factory, we, man. Friday night was Friday night was cheesecake. Saturday night was precinct. So you had a pre-anniversary celebration to to lead up to the anniversary celebration. That's right. We had a weekend anniversary. That is awesome, my friend. Because we don't have enough money to go stay somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> we have to do what we can to celebrate the woman women that we love. Or actually, wait, that didn't sound right. The woman that we love. <laughs> <laughs> I love women. I love me some women. <laughs> oh, yeah. You could tell Cliff stayed up until 2 o'clock in the morning, can't you? <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, no, I've had a phenomenal week. This is a good week, and I am so glad to be here. I'm glad you are here. And, and, and I'm right, ready to go on vacation. Yeah, right up on front of the show here, uh, I need you, um, we or we just need to tell people to, if you're, if you're extremely excited about coming and joining us live on Thursday mornings, which, by the way, you, if you're just tuning in for the first time, we record this show live in front of an internet audience. That's right. And it is a part of 10 podcast episodes recorded back to back, nonstop from 9 o'clock in the morning till 5 o'clock in the evening. Pretty much all Eastern day. Time. All day Thursday. That's all right. day Thursday at gspn.tv slash live. Come join us. Now, though, if you want to find out what our schedule is, and what shows are being recorded when, and especially for those of you who come here each week for the About the Church podcast, and you yes. only do it because of DG. Oh, uh, no, whatever. <laughs> uh, then you want to check out gspn.tv forward slash schedule, or yeah. just go to gspn.tv and click schedule up in the menu. because Or schedule. Or those, schedule. Yeah, that's right. Yes, yeah, schedule. Uh, so anyway... You want to be able to take a look at the Google um, calendar there because there are a couple weeks in the upcoming weeks where DG will not be here for the About the Church podcast. Now, with that being said, there may still be an About the Church podcast. I may come up with some, uh, you know, some content to fill that spot for this podcast, or we may fill that that time slot with another show that we produce here at GSPN. So uh, that's to be determined. But if you want to find out what exactly is happening. Um, just make sure you check out gspn.tv slash schedule. And DG, please remind me at the end of the show so that we can sit down and get those dates squared away. And by the way, for those of you in the chat room, we're both going to forget. So as soon as we wrap up and we say, hey, everybody, (laughs) thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. We'll probably even say see you next week when that won't be the case with DG. (laughs) Next week, I'll be here. Oh, you will be. We'll be here next week, not the week after. Okay. Well, just remind us. Yes, and sir, and if you forget, that's okay, because now I just learned that DG is going to be here next week, and we can do it then. <laughs> <sighs> oh, 
I just want to give you a, a lot of heads up. Time, I know. You know, lots of heads up time. This is, this is your living man. I want to respect you. Well, I appreciate that. Well, hey everybody, we have a joke this week that I think really goes along to with a lot of um, the vibe and the feel of who it is we are here at at, at the About the Church podcast. <laughs> Which the, it, the just the sheer fact that it's a joke <laughs> yes. tells you something. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> But you know what? What I think draws a lot of people, and what you know, and I'm talking Christian and atheist alike. What draws a lot of people to what we're doing with with the About the Church podcast is the fact that, uh, and Richard Emblem said this great yesterday when I talked to him. And by the way, if you go to gspn.tv and click on Community Voice in the navigation bar. Uh, it's a special podcast that we produce where we interview people who are gspn.tv plus members and you get a little, get to know a little bit about them. And if you check that out and you click on it, which I'm doing right now, and, uh, episode number 20 of the community voice, Richard from the UK was interviewed and he mentioned one of the things he loved about this podcast is the fact that we both have some different viewpoints, uh, from Mm -hmm. our understanding of, of theology and essential, you know, as far as what Christian doctrine is. Sure. And that we represent the fact that it's okay to have varying degrees of understanding about certain things within the Christian faith and still be accepting of one another. Right. Yeah. And and a lot of people really value that in our shows. And this joke that Richard actually emailed over to us is really great. So I'd like to read this to you if you don't mind. <laughs> This is a story that some man wrote. He says, I was walking across a bridge one day and I saw a man standing on the bridge about to jump off. So I ran over to the man and said, don't stop. Don't do it. Why shouldn't I? He said, well, I said, well, there's no there's so many reasons to live for. And he said, like what? He says, well, are you religious or atheist? And he says, I'm religious. He says, me too. Are you Christian or Buddhist? He says, I'm Christian. Me too. Are you Catholic or Protestant? He says, I'm Protestant. Oh my gosh, no way. Are you, I am as well. Are you Episcopalian or Baptist? Baptist. Wow. (laughs) Me too. Are you Baptist Church of God or Baptist Church of the Lord? He says, Baptist Church of God. I said, me too. Are you original Church of God or are you Reformed uh, Baptist Church of God? He says, Reformed Baptist Church of God. I said, me too. Are you Reformed Baptist Church of God, Reformation of 1879, or Reformed Church Baptist Church of God, Reformed of 1915? He said, Reformed Baptist Church of God, Reformation of 1915. I said, die, you heretic scum, and I pushed him off the bridge. <laughs> uh, anyway. Speaking so. of jokes, I got another one. Yeah, go right ahead. Actually, it's not really a joke joke. It's a... Uh, we Tiffany and I were just talking about Big Butter Jesus. <clears throat> For those of you who don't what? know, Butter Jesus, you've never. Oh, oh my goodness, Cliff, you, you, you've never heard of Big him Butter on some bread? Jesus. What is it called? I've mean, never heard of Big Butter Jesus. I can't Big, believe this. What is it called? Big Butter Jesus. Big Butter yes. Jesus. Okay, so if you're driving north on 75, okay, there's this huge, massive statue of. It looks like a Jesus made of butter with his hands lifted way up and he's smiling real big and he's looking really up. oh my gosh. big butter Jesus. Okay, well, yeah, some people call it touchdown Jesus, but there was a really, really famous song by Haywood Banks from Bob and Tom's show that called him Big Butter Jesus. Okay. 
and it's the funniest song. You've got to find it on YouTube. Just type in Big Butter Jesus on YouTube. It's it, it's hilarious. It's clean it nasty? and it is hilarious. No, well, no, it's very clean and it is hilarious. And it's called Big Butter Jesus. Yes, Big well, Butter watch, Jesus. Well, watch this. Look, we go to Google, type in Big Butter. Watch this. Watch this. We're going to Google. Jesus. <laughs> YouTube. All right, here we go. We're going and uh, by Haywood Banks. Yes. All right, so we're clicking on it now. And let's give it about five seconds to load here. In southern Ohio, just north of Cincinnati, I beheld a vision (laughs) next to the expressway. Was a 60-foot Jesus with his hands in the air. Looked like he's carved out of butter, just like at the state fair. <laughs> Big butter Jesus, sweet cream Jesus, oak country fresh Jesus, unsalted Jesus. I can't believe it's not Jesus. Yeah, wait, oh, promise oh, really? Jesus. That's funny. Oh, promise Jesus. Imperial Jesus. <laughs> Can't believe it's not Jesus. <laughs> Holy, oh Lord. Holy, oh Lord. Well, you see him from the chest up, like he's about to do a backflip, <laughs> like he scored a touchdown, or maybe melting or about to drown. Well, I've been to the state fair, seen a cow made out of corn cobs. <laughs> Garth Brooks out of string cheese And the virgin out of olives (laughs) Big butter Jesus Sweet cream Jesus Oh, country fresh Jesus Unsalted Jesus Oh, promise Jesus Imperial Jesus can't believe it's not Jesus. Holy, oh Lord. Shipped in pieces on a flatbed. Staring backwards was his big head. Driver stuck in traffic backups. Desperately avoiding eye contact. Well, don't make no graven images. That's one of the Ten Commandments. I hope the grading curve is kindly. You get to heaven with a 90. Get to heaven with a what? Butter Jesus. Sweet cream Jesus. Oh, country fresh Jesus. Unsalted Jesus. Oh, promise Jesus. You were talking about creativity and worship, right? Jesus. Can't believe it's not Jesus Holy, oh Lord Can't believe it's not Jesus Oh, spread the word (laughs) Spread the word That is good stuff Fun stuff, my friends. Haywood Banks is the is he's actually the only one that's on the Bob and Tom show that's actually clean. Oh, really? Really, really funny. Like I love all of his songs. He's got another one called uh, uh, Toast. 
Yeah. And it's just hilarious. Awesome. But um but anyway, so, <sighs> so I Tim and I were talking we're talking about Big Butter Jesus. Yes. And some people call him Touchdown Jesus because it looks like he's doing that. I think Touchdown Jesus and I think of of um uh Notre Dame. Okay. It looks it looks like when you look right through the guilt field goal posts on Notre Dame, there's the a big Jesus doing like touchdown. Okay. So anyway, but Big Butter Jesus we Tim and I were talking about Big Butter Jesus and I said, you know, honestly, he, he reminds me of like the Christian form of the Stave Puff Marshmallow Man from Star from from, from not Star from Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters, and I was like, I can just see him crawling out of the ground, and uh, and Jesus said, Jesus, it, Tiffany said, Jesus has returned. He's just encased in butter right now. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> and I said, I could just see him crawling out of the ground and then going into downtown Cincinnati and saying, capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> capitalism Which, there's nothing wrong with capitalism I I, my friend I, the only reason i said that is because we it's a previous joke for, right. those, for those people who have listened to the to the <laughs> about the church podcast they'll know the joke but. yeah just go back in the archives and look for the episode titled capitalism exactly no it was Fun awesome. anyway, stuff. i just thought that was hilarious because i could i could just see jesus like, you know that'd be awesome that would be awesome. All right. So anyway, uh, we're going to start things off. Actually, we've already, I think we actually officially started things off, didn't we? Uh, yeah. We're so. going to switch gears here. <laughs> I have some audio feedback, not for this show, but for another podcast we produce of gspn.tv. But I felt felt like, you know, this is great feedback and I want to fit it into a show. And I figured the About the Church place uh, would be a great place to do it. And this is actually the Tess from the UK. She's in the chat room with us today. She's a wonderful friend of the About the Church podcast and a wonderful member of our gspn.tv community and plus member. But cool. she uh, had just recently decided to take a listen to the Watermark Community podcast, oh, okay. which is the podcast of just sermons preached at our church. Mm-hmm. And if you want a sample of just a little bit of that Check out uh, the episode that I'll be recording at 3 o'clock this afternoon, episode 429 of Pursuing a Balanced Life. And the title of that episode is, I th- the w- working title right now is What Defines Who I Am. And I'm going to be playing a clip from this most recent uh, sermon uh, from our church. But anyway, here's Tess's response to listening to the Watermark Community Church podcast. Hi Cliff, this is Tess from London. Um, just wanted to give you some voice feedback on the uh, latest watermark sermon the truth or snare episode and i thought this was absolutely fantastic i haven't really listened to watermark um sermons before but this one was just uh just so valuable actually i mean even even as an atheist i was listening to it and thinking this is just absolutely fantastically applicable to my life um, especially where he's talking about the the various lies that we can believe and the impact that we have on our that it has on our lives. The the one that struck me in particular was when he was saying, um, if you believe that your value comes from what you do, and, uh, and then you, this this can have a detrimental effect on your life as you're, you're you're struggling to overachieve all the time and trying to prove your value by competing with other people and. That's something I've struggled with immensely, and what really struck me was how it was um, it was so applicable to me. This whole sermon was so applicable and useful, even though I don't even believe in God. I mean, it's just it just reminded me of how um, of of all the reasons why I enjoyed going to church, even though I was never really a, never really a strong believer. I just always liked being there because of this dedication to 
to uh, understanding oneself and living for virtue that you just don't find in most of society. Um, so I'm really happy that you've included these the watermark sermons in the feed. It's been really, really helpful to me. Thank you very much. Thank you, Tess, very much for leaving that feedback. And by the yeah. way, I forward that, uh, forwarded the, that review or that feedback uh, over to the folks in the office. Um, and, and, and I'm sure that they will be extremely blessed by hearing that. Uh, but yeah, I would love to encourage anybody that's listening to the Watermark or to the About the Church podcast. If you are any interested in in hearing some of the the materials as far as the sermons and messages that I am listening to on a weekly basis, that kind of help shape some of my thinking as well, and at least uh, give me insight and inspiration into to living a more balanced life. I, you know, the Watermark Community Church is something that's out there. DG, do you actually ever put any of your sermons that you preach online at all? Uh, you know, I used to. Um, I used to put just the you know the the PDF document because I type out every single one of my sermons. Right. Uh, the way I was taught to actually do preparing for preaching is basically you use no notes whatsoever, and so I type it out in in story form or you know whatever else I would do, and then I read through it. Uh, about eight times, and then I literally set it aside. <laughs> yeah, get in the middle. Don't even get behind the pulpit and and preach. Right. Um, and I think that, that that's really effective uh, for a lot of people because I can actually be able to make eye contact with people instead of just looking down at the pulpit and looking down at the pulpit and like you know right and constant because you know I, I remember my my my, uh, my professor in seminary who said yeah are you preaching at the pulpit or are you preaching to me yeah. <laughs> And it was good. I mean, but it's it's it was really hard to learn. But once you learn it, it was fine. But but yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I don't have never put like the audio aspect up. I might, I might have on my blog. I just I don't. I rarely preach, so yeah, it's not. You know, I have a lot of old recordings of some of my preaching. I, now I'm the opposite. Now I spend just as much time preparing. And I over prepare for for oh, yeah. for sermons, <laughs> yeah. and I I do I write down everything, but I don't ever read through it. I just write it all down because it helps me process my thoughts. But what I do is I actually just make an outline, and it's usually no more than ten points, you know. And and like like it's not like a ten point message, right. but it's like here's the scripture, you know, and then here is the you know here's the title, here's the first point, here's the second point, here's another scripture. Here's the other point, and here's this. And right. and what's amazing though is by the time I'm finished preaching, I have I've actually preached a completely different message than what I had intended to preach. But it was something that wow, did God come through and just clearly just like speak through me? And I had yeah. no idea I was going to say yeah. that, but yeah. that is so true. It's like <laughs> I'm like if I was sitting, here, I was like, Amen. You know, it's like sweet. <laughs> and, and and what's amazing is I always like I always get so nervous before I preach. Yeah. You know, it's like who am yeah. I to to sit here and preach? I, it's like if I need to be hearing this. I need somebody to preach this to me because I am struggling in this area. Right, yeah. And and it's just like wow. And so I always record everything I do not just so that I could share it, but I I record it so I could listen to it. Yeah. Because I want to be able to always say that I practice what I preach. And actually sure. when I say sure. that, I mean quite literally, when I preach a message, I want to make sure I'm living according to the things exactly. that I'm asking and encouraging other people to live yeah. to. No no one gives a, a speech about uh t- 
time and being good stewards of your time by showing up late before you give your speech. You know, it's just like you want to live. You want to you want to be able to live out what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I think there is a message. Um, there is one of my messages on the about the church podcast. I'm if I'm not mistaken. Oh, okay. Cool. Somewhere. I, and I Professor Allen did remind me, I think I did put one up on Praxis one time. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if that was a ser- Was it a sermon or was it actually a talk that you gave? I don't know. That's a good question. Okay. That's yeah, I don't question. know. It might have just been one of the things I was speaking at a conference or something. It might have been one of those. Some of my, I, I still have my The Life of Joseph <laughs> message. That was oh, the okay. first sermon I ever did. And note to self, uh, I still have the note to self right here in my mind. Uh, do not preach on the entire life of Joseph in your first message in one sermon because <laughs> there's a lot there. And by the way, don't in your in when you're in the Nazarene church, don't say uh, uh, Joseph ran out of the house butt naked uh, behind the holy pulpit, <laughs> as it's known by some people in the Nazarene, the Nazarene church. church. Yeah, the holy. Yeah, you'd pulpit. be fine by saying that in Watermark, but yeah. the Nazarene church is yeah, all yeah. <laughs> Nazarene church. You don't say you don't say butt naked. Well, I, like the last time I preached, I think I told you all this. I'm not sure if I said this or not. But the last time I preached, I was basically talking about how the the previous pastor left and mm-hmm. he was talking about how you um how you should remember that you are loved that was the name of the sermon title and so I came back in afterwards and I said remember you are to be loved yeah. did I tell you about this yes so anyway and I accidentally said uh <laughs> you are to make love <laughs> I said having a new pastor in town is a perfect example a, a perfect reason to be able to give you to make love <laughs> and I was trying to say to make all your actions and to make your words love and I was like, what a, and it what was a such, great excuse to have to make love today. It was such a long pause. And I was like, uh, and I was finally, I was just like, yeah, that too. Why not? <laughs> Robert Johnson's funny. in our chat room. He's he, he and I used to do ministry together in the same Nazarene church. He says, I got in trouble in the Nazarene church for saying that sucks behind the pulpit. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. And of course there's, there, there was the time that, uh, Abraham split the red sea. That was that was a good classic cliff blooper, because <laughs> that 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 now that's the drawback of not reading from the script. Because <laughs> it's like I had no intention of of making an illustration to Moses in the Red Sea, yeah, yeah, yeah. and when I did, I said Abraham. So that was interesting, definitely. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, <laughs> and then of course, uh, what do we learn from the parable of the sower and the seed? It starts off with Jesus went from one town and village to another, and I immediately started the sermon. Jesus, one thing we learn about Jesus that we could all take note of is he didn't sit around on his butt all day long. <laughs> they did awesome. not like that stuff. That's funny. But I, it's like, you know what? I, I needed to get out of that so that I could have some expression of who I am and in, in, in the way that I share what God's laying on my heart. You know what I'm saying? Definitely, yes. And today, today's title for the Family from the Heart podcast, talking about make love, you know, reference. <laughs> and uh, we were we were talking about maybe naming today's episode too much or too busy to have sex or too busy for sex uh, for the title of today's episode. <laughs> but the only reason we would title that is because we were just going to make announcement that we were, we were going to talk about the sex talk with children this week. Oh, okay. But okay. we've been too busy. To prepare for that, and we have so many other things we want to share. That's funny. That today we're just we've just been too busy for the sex thing. That's hilarious. You know, Tim and I were talking. I I really believe that every youth pastor and children's pastor out there, you need to be doing just as much work with parents than you do with the kids and the children. Yes. And I think a lot of churches miss that 
because they think I'm the youth pastor. I deal with the youth, but I guarantee you 90% of your job is helping parents to be parents. And instead of them expecting you to do all the religious teaching to your kids. Yeah. You should be a compliment or um, a supplement to their, exactly. their spiritual leadership. Right. To Although their parents' spiritual leadership. Exactly. Th- that's what I meant. Yeah. And, and the, the, the problem and the issue here is, is that many youth pastors have a lot of children in their groups where the parents not only are they clueless of how to be a spiritual leader, yeah, oh yeah. but many of them are just aren't Christian, and they yeah. some of them are hostile to Christianity. So, well, very it, difficult she, situation for a lot of youth pastors. I know we're going down a bunch of different side roads. They're not That's bad fine. roads; they're good side roads. Yep. But, but there is a lady in our church that um, you have ladies in your church. I do. Isn't that crazy? Sweet. <laughs> you would have gone there in high school. <laughs> you know that's why I went to the Pentecostal church, right? Because yeah. I, I told somebody this. You know, I was I was as a child, I was never taken to church i was always sent to church right yeah. so i was allowed to go to church with any van that you know with any church van that came through as long as you know my parents had talked to the person that's representing that church or whatever and uh one day i was getting on the, the bus and i'm like or the the church van came along but i saw the those girls <laughs> going on a day di- it's like I'm going to judge. I'm going to that church because they got some hot looking chicks there. That's when you like turn to that. Which, by the way, I apologize for using the word chicks and offending anyone, but yeah, I mean that in a very non-judgmental right. and because actually, very no. small chickens are just ugly. I love those chickens that they had there. <laughs> no, but I, I it <laughs> was it was, never really, mind. It was that really, is really inappropriate. We're she, moving on because they, she had overheard another person say, "You know what? I can't. I don't. I just can't say it." I don't want to say it out loud. You know, <laughs> now you, you know, don't want to say it. No, no. It's because I, some of those people might be listening to the podcast. Oh, yes. You know what I'm saying? So. All right. Well, we will abstain. Okay. Thanks. <sighs> I'm sorry. But it was like, I was like, what? You say <laughs> you know? what? Yeah. I was just, it, it, it had to, yeah. Gotcha. Well, hey, here's the deal, DG. Uh, you know, Tess had, had uh, left the... Uh, voicemail after hearing the watermark sermon from this week and she and i had a wonderful very valuable awesome conversation via the water cooler uh the yesterday morning i believe it was and might have been two or three days ago but my my mind and time and it's all relative these days so um that's what you should call the chat room, the water cooler. It is the water cooler, okay. although it does say the community chat room. I know. It's, what are you talking about? <laughs> but if you go to gspn.tv slash water cooler, and you'll find out what that actually means. Oh, okay. And I, that would be a good idea to change that to gspn.tv water cooler. Yeah. Anyway. Sorry. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> what was I saying? <laughs> I don't know. Rat hole. Rat hole. All right. So anyway, back to the show. Uh, welcome, everybody. <laughs> Thank you for those wonderful words of our sponsor, uh, which, by the way, if you want to sponsor this show, let us know. Yes. Uh, anyway, we got into a conversation and the question, you know, you know, I was sharing and, and I don't always I, I don't often, you know, have, you know, kind of faith discussions with people, especially unless they ask me. And and I had the opportunity where somebody was asking me and the question came up and, and we and it kind of came to this point of the idea of a relationship with God. And that's a that's a phrase that is very often thrown out, at least in my church world. DG, do you have a relationship with God? Yes, I do. All right. Is is that a phrase that you that like is a part of your Christian vocabulary or all the dialogue? Time. I prefer a relationship with, with uh with Christ or relationship with God because uh way over Anything like, are you saved? I don't, I don't even use saved language anymore. 
Okay. It's all relationship. All right. So, okay. Big so, time. so, so then, then you're right on board with me and, and, uh, and understanding a relationship with God is really the essential thing. It's not about religion. It's not about rules. It's not about rituals. It's not about, uh, music. It's not about, it, it is a relationship with God. Right. So, and, and, and so a lot of people have a, have a, a hard time wrapping their mind around having a relationship with an unseen, uh, you know, non-vocal, you know, right. presence. I, I mean, it's, in most cases, yeah. You know, and and so, and I will say that it was the biggest thing for me. It was, it's like I was one of those people that I, you know, I, I, I guess I was predisposed to belief in God because I was grown, I had grown up in a culture that very much, you know, supported that belief. Although I will tell you, there came a point in time when it became something that I wasn't just willing to just accept, but I wanted to, I wanted to know. And I kept hearing people talk about, you know, I was talking with God in prayer. And I used to try to talk to God in prayer and and think about it as a relationship. And I always thought about it as having a relationship with my wife or, well, back then, a friend or a sure, brother sure, sure. or a sister or my mom and dad. Yeah. You know, somebody I could sit down and talk to. And when I say something, they actually say, well, here, let me bounce this off of you. And right. those are when I think about relationship, I think about conversations and I think about conversations that are two way and and oftentimes come along with body language and oftentimes come with inflection of voice. And and right. so obviously that seems to be a, a, an issue if you think about a relationship with God, if that's your view of it. So is is that a limited view of what a relationship is? I. No, not necessarily, because I think that the disciples had that relationship with Jesus when okay, Jesus. Okay, they did on, on, exactly. So I think that you have. Blessed to, are they who have seen, who have not seen, and yet still believe. Right, right, exactly. So now that you're dealing with, um, you're dealing with a spirit or the Holy Spirit, or somebody would say the Holy Ghost. Uh, <laughs> nice. Uh, you know, now that we're dealing with the spirit with us here now, just as, as just another way that God has revealed himself to us, that I think that you, you have to look at relationship differently. And and if, and if all you know to go on is the way you understand relationships with other human beings, then of course, I mean, you're not going to have a relationship with the spirit the way you would have a relationship with a human being, because there are, you know, you're not seeing eyes, you're not hearing anything, you're not seeing the lips move, you're not seeing body language or whatever else, but why can't you still have a relationship? And I remember uh, talking about, I liked when I was talking about infant baptism stuff. Right. And I remember uh, talking about babies and if it, it really is all about relationship, does a baby have a relationship with the baby's mother even if the baby can't necessarily make cognitive intellectual thoughts about saying you're my mom, you know, or I know you, or I have a relationship with you. And yet as soon as they come out of the womb and and even while they're in the womb, if they hear a voice that's like mom or dad, if dad's been, you know, speaking to the belly, they'll kick or they'll respond. And it, and to me that shows relationship. It might be a very limited relationship and what your typical thinking is, this still shows relationship. And so so even without seeing necessarily a, a baby, uh, you can still be able to have relationships. So why can't we think about relationship differently, whether there's nothing physically in front of you 
but can we still have a relationship with that? Yes. And and that that's that's what I that's man that's the fun part about it. And you give me it's like the mystery that's there that I get to go swim in mystery a little bit. Yes. That is fun for me, man. I, I, that's the reason I love watching Lost. That's the reason. You know, it's like I really really appreciate the fact that that God has intentionally said you're never going to put me in a box. Yes. And and when you talk about relationship, I'm going to force you to think about relationship differently, but I still desire it. Right. And I think that's that's right. fun stuff. That's cool stuff. Right. Uh one of the things that that I I I had shared in this conversation is Deuteronomy chapter 4 verse 29, which is something that that really spoke to my heart in my processing of of this and and it says but if it says but if from there if you seek the lord your god you will find him if you look for him with all your heart and with all of your soul you know and if you look at other verses that talk about seeking or finding or believing or having faith or doing things it talks about with all your soul your might your strength your mind you know, but here, here's one of the things. If you search the Lord your God, you'll find Him. If you look for Him with all your heart and soul, and and I would say that you know my mind processes seeing you visibly, right? Sure. You know, yeah. but in in our conversation, my mind process, my mind is just a machine to process and interpret what you're saying to speak to my heart and my soul. Right. Sure. Does that make sense? Yeah. My uh, my mind is there to process my visual synapses and all that other stuff that's going on to see you, and so that my mind is is calculating all that stuff. But but really, the relationship that I have with you is not just in my mind, but the actual core of the relationship is between you and I in my heart and at a soul level. Hmm. I feel I connected see, yeah. to you. Like for example, here's the thing: I am in relationship with my wife. Right now, I do not see my wife right now. My wife is not in this home right now. She's not even in this, you know, she's not even within five miles of here right now. But I feel very connected to her. And I feel like my wife and I right now at this very moment in time are connected and we are one in relationship with one another. Right. Yeah. Does that make sense? Sure. Of course. And I, well, I mean, of course, I, I say of course because I'm married. I know exactly. What you're talking about. <laughs> and, and and so when I think about things, it's like you know, it's like all of a sudden. Just to give you an example here, if I were to say, if if you were to say, "Hey, Cliff, you know, there's this unbelievable deal at Best Buy. You can we, you know, for eight hundred dollars, you can get a fifteen hundred dollar MacBook, and but there's only three left, and we need to go get it now. And because I'm in relationship with my wife. There are a couple of things that begin to speak to me in at a heart and a soul level. This maybe isn't the best decision because I haven't talked this over with my wife. I I know that my wife would disagree with this purchase because I'm in relationship with my wife in such a way that I know what her values and principles are. I know that between the two of us, a covenant that we've made as far as how we will we will manage our finances we have we have goals for the future that we have together that a decision such as this would impact right and so these things that i do without even talking to my wife or calling my wife and say hey what do you think about this i am in relationship with my wife and already know and it's as though she is speaking at a heart and soul level at all times even without her being here Mm. 
Does that make sense? Yeah. That totally just came to me off. I, I that was not pre prepared. It's like, but yeah, you yeah, did not memorize that. No, exactly. <laughs> but but that. But, but I, I, think that, I think yeah, I, I completely agree. And I think Tess has a good question. She goes, "How are you changed by the relationship?" Right. And and and, and is there change involved in that? And and why does that change involve? And so you know, and this is where we can go back to our limited understanding of relationship, like marriage or whatever else, or like a friendship. If Cliff is my friend. Then, uh, then I will speak differently when I speak of him, when I speak to him, when I speak about him with other people, because he's my friend. Right. I know him. I can be able to speak differently about that way. I I would treat him differently. I'll actually give him a hug as opposed to walk past him on a subway, you know, or you know whatever else. I could say hi to you. I'll eat with you. I talk with you. And and so yes, it changes the way that I act. It changes the way that I speak. Now now take it to take it to a marriage understanding level. I don't go out to clubs. I'm not looking for a spouse anymore. I'm I'm not. You know what I'm saying? It's I'm not flirting with other people. I it, it changes the way that I, am, I act. I am committed to this relationship as a monogamous relationship. Exactly. And so and, and the fact is 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 I'm doing those things because I know also that my wife is doing those things. So we have been changed. We we have we have literally been changed by the way we act, the way we live, the way we speak. Same thing when I went to go watch Food Inc., the movie Food Inc. It changed the way I eat. Yep. It changed the way that I live my life. So I have a relationship and it's you know a loose relationship, not a you know person to person relationship. But I do have a relationship now with with um with the world and my care for creation and my care for wanting to eat uh, foods that are organically grown and, and, you know, animals that haven't had a whole bunch of hormones pumped into them and a whole bunch of antibiotics just to keep them alive longer and fatter and stuff like that. So, I mean, I think it's, it's, uh, it's, but the other thing is, is relationship is a lot like love. And when you describe love, good luck. Right. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It's like, it, you really can there at the at the core of what it is it cannot be explained unless it has been experienced yes and i think that's what uh professor allen was saying earlier on the chat room too he's like well it's it's kind of hard to explain it is it is very hard <laughs> it's very and, and and so i think that that is that's another aspect to it is uh you know I cannot fully explain what my relationship with my wife is like to someone who has never been married. Right. Or, or who is not married. Right. And and and, and, so, and just like it would be very difficult for me to explain to you just how much as a father. Exactly. Unconditional love really does exist. Exactly. You know, because I, I will tell you and, and, and th- I, this this is not right of me, but I'm, I, I often share things that, that probably will just drop me down off any pedestal that you've ever put me on. But I will tell <laughs> you that I still suffer from a, a slight degree of conditional love with my wife from time to time. Okay. You, the, there are some things that she can do and say that will make me angry. Now, d- t- technically, do I still love her? I mean, yeah, absolutely. But do I get to the point where sometimes I could just be so darn angry that my love for her is just out of the? But you know, it, it's not at the. It's not anywhere near the forefront of my mind. You know what I'm saying? No, oh, yeah. Whereas there was something that happened to me when I did have children that all of a sudden became this un believable expression of what unconditional love is because now when when my children do something that make me just as enraged and angry as anything that anybody has ever done to me 
I'm often my my anger sometimes is flared up as a result of how much I love for them and despise the fact that they've made this decision <laughs> right. because it harms them. Right. And that, my friends, is unconditional love. And I never experienced that until I became a father. And and it's like and and if you have and you're not a father or you're not a parent, then that's awesome for you. But that that's when it happened for me. Right. And I'm like, wow. I it's like I cannot imagine a thing on this earth that my children can do to wipe away my unconditional love for them. Right. And and you know and 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 it's just like it's like where did this come from? And and it's and it's a thing that I really don't know that I can fully explain. But it's just like. I, I there's some very horrible things that kids can do, but I can understand still loving your child. And that really, really deepened that relationship that I have with God because it's like, yeah, oh my gosh. And if I can sit there and say, wow, I can handle a whole lot for my kids and still unconditional. If to think that I could ever do something and God's going to be so angry that, that his love for me is not anywhere near the forefront of his mind. That, that equates me as better than God as a father. Mm-hmm. And I know that that's not possible. And all of a sudden what that does for me is it says, wow, I am loved perfectly. And no matter what I do, no matter what I say, I may anger God. He may get, he may, he may be up there cursing, you know, I don't know. Uh, go back to last week's episode. He might rise up out of the ground as a big butter ball. And me, yes. But the thing is to know that in his anger, if I do anger him, it is, it is motivated by his absolute unconditional love of me drastically changed my understanding of my relationship with God. Yeah. And wow, was that a big thing for me. And I think that just to move along a little bit, uh, Professor Allen says, yeah, but there is there is a different understanding because every person is different. Yes. Every marriage is different. Every relationship is different. And somebody asked is what about your personality? Does that change anything? Right. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Yeah. Look at both Cliff and I. I mean, we both have different personalities and we actually have different understandings of, of maybe not necessarily hardcore understanding of relationship with God, but. Um, and so, you know, it's, and then, and then someone else in here said, uh, I think it was Christina has actually said, and sometimes different churches have a different understanding of what relationship with God is. And, or, and I, and I think that what's really going on there is their doctrine of saying, well, we'll accept your relationship with God after this happens, you know, after you speak in tongues or after you've been baptized or, you know, different things like that. Um, but, uh, but so, but I think that, that, I think that is a good point, you know, and I think also that you know, the, like I just got through saying last weekend, I celebrated my eleventh year anniversary with my wife, with being married to my wife for eleven years, and our relationship has changed. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it has gotten, uh, it's gotten more rich, it's gotten deeper, and there were times there where it was not as mm-hmm. deep as when it first was when we were first married, and things like that. And there and are so, times when you feel the emotions, exactly, and times sure. when you don't, exactly. And so, and so, I think that you know when we say. It, it could be the same relationship with the same individual. It just goes through, you know, cycles or goes through times or different, you know, life happens. And so, you know, my relationship with my brother was completely different when we were growing up as opposed to when it was on his deathbed. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it was, yeah. a, it was a different relationship, although it was the same relationship. Right. <laughs> He's still my brother. Right. But it was a different form and a different kind of relationship. Yeah. You know, when I'm jumping off of the couch of the beanbag and hitting him, <laughs> he's laying down on the ground, knocking the air out of him. 
uh, or when, you know, when yeah. he's basically saying, will you pray with me? Cause I don't know if I'm going to make it out of this you know, yeah. kind of a thing. I mean, it was just, but it's still relationship. <laughs> Robert earlier in the conversation here wrote in the chat room that, you know, I had quoted a scripture and he said, John 20 verse 29 is one of his favorites. And I'm going to read 25 through 29. If you don't mind, uh, this comes from the new international version. It says, so the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the nail, and of course I think this is probably Thomas, doubting Thomas. Yeah, it is. Unless I see the nail marks in his hand and put my finger where his nails were, uh, or the nails were, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe it. A week later, the, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your fingers here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Stop doubting and believe. And and Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. And then Jesus said, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not yet or have not seen and yet have still believed. Right. And and so there, there is that is something that definitely speaks to the question of, you know, this unseen God, this God that we don't audibly hear, you know, and and yet I will say that a relationship with God is real, it is possible, and it is something that once you experience it, you'll know it. Mm-hmm. And I've heard all those things all my life and I'm like, okay, whatever. And so I'm sure you're saying, okay, Cliff, whatever. Yeah. And, and I, and I accept with that. And, and the only thing I encourage you to do is continue, continue, continue to wrestle with the question. Seek God with all your heart and your soul. And I think what Deuteronomy says is true. I believe it is a promise from God that if you seek with all your heart and all of your soul, you will find him. And that relationship will ultimately be there if you want to accept it. Right. And I'm cool with relationships just like, you know, this is this is what I tell people all the time that I don't think that altar calls are the most effective in the world we live in today. Okay, And this is just my personal opinion. But the reason I don't think that is because if I believe that a relationship with Christ is relationship, then Having an altar call by saying, come up here and get to know this guy named Jesus, instead of saying, get to know what, what they're saying in an altar call is, here's the wedding ring, come up here, put it on. Right. Yeah. <laughs> let, let's get married. Exactly. And I no think- No court in here. Exactly. And I think in the world we live in, we get, we get relationship. We're cool with relationship, but we're sitting there going, wait a second, I haven't dated this guy. I don't even know what he likes. I don't know if he knows what I like. This is the same I reason wanna... I don't like to invite people to church right away. Yeah, let's so, go worship a guy that I have no exactly, clue who he it is. makes no sense. And so I wanted to be able to say, hey, relationships take time. I'm okay with you saying, you know what, I'll uh, I'll read about you first yep. before I ever go on a date. You know, I'll check out your Facebook page first. I'll you check know? you out on Twitter. And, and it's just kind of that, that kind of a thing. And, and so I'll, I think I'll that's, stalk you, Jesus. Exactly. But I think that's more healthy because when it does come to a time and you're saying, you know, when you would be able to make a commitment to be able to say, I'm giving you my life, which I think is marriage understanding, just like you gave me your life. Yes. Then I then it comes to a time where it's it's so real and it's so much more than just making one emotional decision one night. 
that it's a lifetime commitment and it's so much more effective with being able to have it start out slow and ask questions and get to know some of the people who have it and say, well, what is it? How do you know him? And what do you know about and And have that whole relationship. And then when it comes to that one point, I think then is when we've, uh, that's when I think that people have under, had a good, healthy understanding of what disciple means. Yes. And having a relationship. Yes. And the funny thing is, is right before, before Doubting Thomas put his fingers in his holes, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, before that, when they were going to Lazarus in the in the Gospel of John, and and they were saying, "Wait a second, you want to go back where Lazarus is dead? Those people tried to stone you the last time you were there." Thomas was the disciple that said, "Let's go and let's die with Christ." Yep. And then later on, <laughs> after he knew Christ even more, after he died, he says, "I don't believe it." <laughs> Relationship is is full gamut. You can yep. you can go in and out of it, and, 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 and it's just. Exactly, and and and, the, and here's the deal. The, just what I, I again, my my one thing that I would say is seek with all your heart and soul, and and if you do that, and if you're general genuinely seeking to to say, God, are you there, and are you interested in relationship with me? And although I may not fully understand what that may look like, I'm interested in it. If you are there, I believe you will find, and you will end up receiving. Hmm. Oh, definitely. I believe that because I'm living proof of that. Yeah, I am. I am as well. Yeah, and exactly. and we of course would never force that relationship on you, and and we apologize for all those who have ever tried to force that relationship on you in the past, if that's ever happened. And uh, you know, oh, yeah. you, you investigate God, find out who He is, and uh, once you find Him, it, take it on take it on your terms. God, God's right. God is a patient God yeah. in, the, in that area. Exactly. And, and we love everyone who listens to us, who is in the chat room and who call us call us yes. during the podcast, even though no one did. Uh, we, we keep forgetting <laughs> to say call us. <laughs> I tried to encourage the chat room to do it, but they didn't. But, uh, but yeah, thanks so much for listening to everybody. And please give us a call. Voice, the voicemail feedback line is 859-795-4067. You can... Tess has the iPhone app uh, exactly. voice memo. You beat and, me to it. I, yeah, and she's the one who actually, that's what she used for that awesome sounding feedback. Yeah. And you just hit uh, the application that allows you to email it right out to feedback at gspn.tv. Hey, guys, support what we're doing here. Become a Plus member, gspn.tv slash plus. And remember to pray for another church in your area that's not your own. Praxispodcast.com. Bye. Join the community. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> I always keep on